The Tigers Radio Network broadcasts, both live and archived, are the exclusive property of the Tigers Radio Network Incorporated and are produced for the private use of our listening audience. No rebroadcast, in full or in part, is permitted without the express written consent of the Tigers Radio Network Incorporated. Hey, Tiger fans, did you know that only the Philly Pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel? That's because they have authentic, genuine quality of a Philly Pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, and always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly Soft Pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, or just for a quick snack, and you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Or visit their website, phillypretzelfactory.com, for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. This is the Tigers Radio Network. And you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Greg Pecco, Jim Osman, Dave DePasqua here with you for the second episode of Tiger Talk presented by Philly Pretzel Factory. I am Greg Pecco coming to you from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And with me up in Delaware County are Jim Alsman and Dave DePasqua. A week ago, we discussed where Marple Newtown sat in the playoff rankings with two weeks to go. We kind of got into the game a little bit with Haverford. This week, we're going to take you through how that playoff point system works, where the playoff picture now stands, and how it how it will affect Marple moving forward. Dave, Jim, Happy to have you here with you, uh, with me tonight and looking forward to the final week of the season. And we're going to jump right into it. Guys, the, the playoff system for the PIAA is, can be kind of interesting. The points are set up in a way that 6A through 1A can, can have equitable uh, point evaluations for them depending on who they play. For instance, just to break it down for you, Marple Newtown is a 5A program and, and most of this episode of the podcast will talk about 5A playoffs but they will they have a point range when they play another team a 6A team they get 160 points 140 for one that is a 5A like them uh, below them 4A 120 3A is 100 2A is 80 and 1A 60 not that Marple Newtown has any of those on their schedule with the exception of Kip being a 3A program getting them 100 points additionally you average the games played with the points with those points and bonus points, which are essentially 10 points for every win of an opponent you've played, whether you beat them or not. Dave, are you confused yet? Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I That's think why the, we can go to you, Greg. You're the bracketologist. Right. And I've been working these numbers, and, and Jim can Jim can attest to some of the texts and emails that I've sent to him over the, the last couple of weeks of trying to devise this. And, and really, it's not a perfect science. There's no way to really tell until all the games are said and done. We can get an idea of where the playoffs set up from doing certain things in, with mathematically. For instance, let's talk about Central League play. The Central League schedule, the way it is designed – 
nine games in your in your league, one non-conference game. Within that breakdown, the way the Central League schedules it with two teams rotating off your schedule, you essentially have an opportunity every week to pick up uh, thir- what, what equates to 30 guaranteed points because you're going to have common opponents such as, for instance, this year, uh, Springfield or Strathaven and Radnor played each other. Marple played both of them. So when those two play, you're getting 10 points regardless. Now you have what is also called open points. And those are teams that you play that don't have common opponents. For instance, Kip did not play one other team in the Central League this year. So therefore, every week, you're either going to get 10 or 0 points from Kip. So when it comes to scheduling, there's a lot lot to be had there. And Dave, I'll start with you. It, it, do you think coaches need to really kind of dive into some of these numbers and figure it out? Because you could be a complete independent if you wanted to and play as many teams as you want and have all these op- and get 90 b- open points every week possibility. I think it varies, Greg, because we've seen Coach Kicking and Marple Newtown, instead of playing familiar team, they went down in Florida, did the whole Disney trip. Jim and Steve, I know, went down there. And it was a great game down to the last second. So I think it varies, but I'm going to steal Jim's phrase, iron sharpens iron. And I think it's a great way to start the season, especially with a non-conference team, and play against those 6A teams because in Central League, face it, Marple just played Haverford last week, and there were 6A teams. It gets you ready for the season. Do you agree, Jim? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a great team. Oh, well, I, I shouldn't throw that that word around like that. Um, it was a good team. It was a it was a great first game, and it was a good team. And I thought um, even losing in the fashion that the way they did, it was just um, it was a way for them to have this chip on their shoulder for for. You know, not just after that first game into the week two, but for the whole season. You know, they had something to prove, um, and that was that was just. Um, I, I mean, if you go back, we don't have that game on our archives anymore. Um, you can listen to it, but that's that's one of those games I actually just pull up and, and watch, um, and not because I was doing play by play. Believe me, I put myself on mute, but. It was a really good game, and and um, you know, it was a good example of trying, you know, making sure you play all four quarters. I think Marple kind of got out early, you know, um, and uh, so yeah. To answer, it's a long way of answering your question, Dave. Hundred percent, you a great first opponent, and I think that really helped carry them. Even though the playoffs are such a long way away from week one that year. They surprised a lot of people in the playoffs that year. Surprised me, um, and I know that we had a really good team then. But um, you know, there was there was a couple humps that we hadn't gotten across, right? You know, going on the road and winning, and we were just you know we were tearing it up. So so go ahead, Greg. Yeah. And to to that point, if you schedule a team, and and this is kind of something that we talked about in our text thread a little bit, scheduling certain teams, and I think. It, it can be kind of an accounting issue for, for coaches because they don't quite understand, I think, sometimes 
what picking certain teams will do. And maybe they do. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn, not really having a frame of reference in interviewing any one of them. But if you look at it on its face, you could go out and schedule, say, a 3A team that's not very good. You're going to pick up 100 points, and you may pick up 10 or 20 bonus points. Or you can go out and schedule a, a squad that is your, your level, in this instance, 5A, as we, we discussed. You can schedule a team that's typically you know, right around 500. Maybe some years they're better. Maybe some years they're worse. And when you get down to it, whether you win or lose, and, and I went through it and kind of kind of looked these things over because, you know, Kip this year has zero wins. You're you're missing out on z- points there, and then you're also down two classes, so there's 40 points right off the board from your win. And when I looked at it, if you had scheduled a team that was 5A and you they go 4-5 four and four, f- five and 5 or 4-6, and six, the difference is two spots down playoff-wise, and it – and if you beat them, the difference is you're now up into the seventh spot this year. And that's, to me, that that makes, from a point standpoint, okay, you might lose and be down two spots. But if you factor in, hey, did we play a, a team that, as Dave said and, and Jim said last podcast, sh- iron sharpens iron. It, Jim, do you think that's something that needs to be weighed more often when these coaches make these schedules? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, no, no doubt, Greg. And, and you know, I, I don't know. I'm not saying you know you go schedule uh, North Penn or something because you do want right. to have a fairly. You know, you don't want to put players in jeopardy if it's a bigger team. And um, you know, you have big when you're playing big teams like the Garnet Valleys and the Haverfords. You know, they they're not those teams. Right. You know, Trey Blair last week at at Haverford. He, he you know. Um, he wasn't going both ways. So when he comes out there on offense, he's sharp. If he was playing on defense one way, he, you know, he'd be just as sharp. So right. There's a safety portion. I understand that. But just from the mathematics of it, if this is math. And um, you, you just need a team that's going to get a couple of wins um, right. from the math. I, think, I actually think playing a team like Kip hurts – the program not just from a competitive nature but then it also hurts the program um i mean i'm i'm using that hurt i don't you know i don't want to use and and well to be to be fair and not to, i'll let you give you know go ahead to be fair about the process too is a lot of times these are scheduled out over a two three year period and that was my so question you, for you greg don't you schedule these in advance for upcoming right. years right usually you do i i think for me i look at it and what jim was speaking to is and what jim was getting at is you have to stay in your lane and that means you know don't go schedule a powerhouse you're not going to play st joe's prep or Penn or, or north Penn or it you know w- one of those top 6a teams but i also think that goes for the other side too I don't necessarily believe you go and schedule two classes below yourself or sometimes even a class below yourself. Uh, I, I would be more comfortable. And, you know, you see it a lot more now. Teams are going out of state because I've, I've heard rumors that on other programs, like this team doesn't want to play us. I've, I've heard that for Interboro for a few years there when they were 4A and the 6A classes, you know, 6 and 5A. Nobody wanted to play Interboro because they had a chance of getting beat 
by a team that was, you know, a class below them. And if they beat them, they're missing out on 20 points. So I, right. I, I get there's there's a lot going on there. And, Jim, I'll, I'll let you continue. Yeah, and if that's the case, Greg, all I'll say is is that then then take the option to not play non-conference or if you can't find a team and do do um, do two scrimmages. And then, right, because you then, get an advantage from having nine games because your average is based on your the amount of games you play. Right. Pen, this is pen. math. This is math. That's that's the beauty of the average piece at the end of this. And um, I, I don't know. I I don't. It it can't be. You know, it can't be a team like Kip. I mean, that that is really like playing a one A to. I don't know what they are. It doesn't even matter to me. But you know. Um, one, one, I think the one thing that's important to understand for people that didn't watch that game or weren't there, didn't listen, you know, Kip's in a position you can tell where those coaches are, and Dave, back me up, you were there, but they're really still teaching a lot of those players. Yeah, they're building the program. They're building the program, and you can. It's clear that some of the players there just really don't. They don't know football. They may have watched whatever, but they haven't really put on pads and played it. And so those guys are doing God's work in, in teaching as well, where a lot of our players, at least starters, I mean, they've been playing for a while. Most of them have been playing since youth football. So, um, you know, it's got to be better than that. It's it, it Then when you start doing the math on it and really just scheduling even a team like, let's just say, Chichester. And I was talking to Steve Reynolds earlier tonight, and that was a team he had mentioned. Like, hey, put the, put those guys on the schedule. Because they're going to get a couple wins, and you're you're playing somebody at least, you know, that's a little bit closer in competition, and a team that you might just see in the playoffs. I mean, imagine that. Imagine if we scheduled, you know, an Academy Park or uh, a team like Cheltenham. You know, then you have you have a little bit of a blueprint. Easier said than done. I'm not an athletic director. I don't operate in that world. I just, you know, put on a hat on Friday night and sort of dip my toe into it. But I I think, um, you know, you, you, obviously, Greg, as we're doing running the numbers here, you, you need a more formidable opponent. Correct. Correct. And, and you bring up the average component. Penwood and Chichester uh, are kind of – uh, winners in a odd course of events this week. Penwood unable to travel to, to their opponent in Washington D.C. to a, due to a, a bus error. They were not charged with a forfeit. They were just given a no game. And then Interboro and Chichester, a very unfortunate event there with uh, a, a security threat to this to the stadium, had to cancel that game. So that becomes uh, a nine nine season. And then Upper Darby, Upper Dublin, excuse me. They traditionally only schedule nine games, and if you look at that 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 difference there for Penwood, for instance, who is a, ahead of Marple Newtown right now on points, if they had played that game in D.C., the average would be a lot closer for Marple Newtown, uh, regardless of of the outcome to some extent. If Penwood would have lost, it would have it would have made a, a world of difference. So, any event, we will kind of get into that breakdown of the playoff spots in just a moment we're going to step aside you're listening to tiger talk presented by the philly pretzel factory if you suffer from back or neck pain injury or headaches then dr tom graziano and the advanced chiropractic center are here to help 
Dr. Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center have been serving Delaware County residents for over 15 years. They take a gentle approach and utilize current techniques to help manage your pain. To address your back and neck related pain or injuries, call the Advanced Chiropractic Center today at 610-356-2300 or visit drtomgraziano.com and tell them the Tigers Radio Network sent you. Hey, Tigers fans, did you know that only the Philly Pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel? Because they have authentic, genuine quality of a Philly Pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly soft pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, even for a quick snack, and you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Or visit their website at phillypretzelfactory.com for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Greg Pecco, Dave DePasqua, Jim Alsman, back here with you for Tiger Talk presented by Philly Pretzel Factory. We were just kind of breaking down the playoff point system a moment ago. Now we will get into where the playoffs stand with one week to go. There are 17 teams left that are eligible for the playoffs for 16 spots. The one, Great Valley, still sitting on the outside. They need a lot of help to get in, so it's kind of virtually set as to who is in. But where they sit is very fluid, as most of the most seasons are with this. And I, I feel like this year is is one of the more fluid years in all in the four or five years I've been kind of breaking this down. Um, just to walk you through, it's Cheltenham at the top, Kennett, Westchester East, Academy Park, Strathaven, Penwood, Westchester, Ruston, Marple, Unionville, Upper Dublin. Followed by the number 11 is Radnor. You have 12 is Oxford, 13 Chichester, 14 Westchester Henderson, 15th Upper Marion, and 16th Springfield is uh, where it kind of stands this this weekend heading into to the fi- those final games. And I want to get your take, guys, on some of these key games that will have some implications. As It's kind of like the top is very fluid, one through five, depending on who wins and loses. And then you have that middle ground where Marple Newtown is right now. And then the, the back end of the bracket is also very fluid. So they're, they're kind of three different separate entities right now that are very fluid. I do want to get – we'll get to Marple and Radner in a mim- minute. I want to get your take on Penwood and Chichester as a key game. And, and where you both think – Dave, I'll start with you as to who you think has the edge there. I think in high school sports, it comes down to the quarterback, and I'm going to go with Penwood. They have the leading passer in the area in Johnson, over 1,500 passing yards. We'll get the Radner in a minute, but right behind him is Delella from Radner. They can air it out. I believe he's a Division One quarterback actually going to play linebacker. So when it comes to – the game, I think it all starts and ends, and that's where I'm going to go. My prediction with Penwood coming out on top. Yeah, there's no no reason for me to belabor that point 100%. QB is everything. And, and just uh, let's just remember, I mean, that person has the ball every time on offense. So 
And that and that there, uh, if I, I have a similar sentiment with Penwood, just kind of being able to eyeball it and and go over the the games, that kind of if that outcome happens, Marple Newtown is kind of settled, and and we'll we'll talk about that in just a minute. We have a couple other games that are key games to watch this weekend. Westchester, Ruston, and Henderson. I think Ruston has the edge there. Not a that that'll impact Marble Newtown a little bit if Henderson were to win. Dave, I know you you live in the Westchester area these days. Any feelings as to as to whether or not Henderson has an opportunity to knock Ruston off this weekend? I think it's Ruston's game to lose. They know what's at stake. They can get a home game. I don't see them letting up in this one. And then the, the another key game, Unionville Sun Valley. This very well could be Marple Newtown's first round opponent. Sun Valley struggling this year. Jim, I, I know you have a strong feelings about Unionville. Yeah, well, I think they're a tough team, and I I think they're well coached. I know that maybe some Marple people listening to this might might not want to hear me say that because he was uh, Marple Newtown's coach before Ray Junta, Pat Clark, but. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think they're well coached, and I think they know how to, you know, turn it on at the end of the season. So I like Unionville. One game from from there, one game that's kind of that will affect the top a little bit, not necessarily impact Marble Newtown. St. Marks of Delaware is going to Kennett to play to play in their final game of the year. Kennett currently second. They have an opportunity there to, to solidify a second. Cheltenham is playing Wissahick and probably not going to lose that game. So Kennett can lock in in that two spot. However, from what I understand, that, that game is a toss-up game down there in Delaware or with with St. Mark's from Delaware. Dave, I go back to you here. Oxford surprised a lot of people last week beating Reading on the road. They now welcome Westchester East out there, and East is sitting third right now. Any thoughts on Oxford's chances there? Was last week kind of their their moment and they're in now and they'll maybe pull back against East? <laughs> to, your, to what I was saying earlier, East and Westchester is all about the rushing attack and East is probably equivalent to rushing yards to what Strathaven is. They will ground and pound you and control the clock. And that's, I think, one thing that Oxford's going to have to deal with and to be frank, I think they are one of the top teams of Vida to come out of it because they can control the ball. They have a great tailback and offensive line, and you don't underestimate your offense and defensive line winning in the trenches, especially come playoff time. Thank you, Dave. And one last one here. This one will have big implications for Springfield solely, but it will also for the, the basically the that final spot on the bracket in terms of 16 through 13 Springfield at upper Darby. You guys were able to see Marple Newtown against upper Darby. Jim, your thoughts there. You know, that is when, when I, when you sent this and I saw that, I saw, Oh wow, that's an interesting one. I have a lot of respect for both of these coaches. I like the Springfield staff a little bit better than I like the upper Darby staff. But Jim, it's his last game. It's his last. Technically, that's not true, right? He's well, uh, last regular season game. Well, that's actually on Thanksgiving. Oh, see, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. 
And this is at Upper Darby. Well, I believe Thanksgiving is at Upper Darby. Hmm. Well, I think I would go with Upper Darby. You know, Upper Darby's one of the stranger teams to me in the Central League this year. I, I, I considered them a signature win the last podcast because they they really took they really took it to Garnet Valley. They lost, but they. They played a. I mean, that's a that's a heck of a performance they they put in that game. But I I at Upper Darby, I'm gonna go with Upper Darby. Springfield's having a down year, and I'm just gonna go with the home team. Dave, your thoughts on that, real quick? Upper Darby averages over 316 yards of total offense. That's sixth best in the area. I think you go Upper Darby. They hand it off to their star tailback, who I believe has been playing the last few games. And one of the reasons why they should have beat Garnet Valley, I like Garnet Valley. I mean, excuse me, I like Upper Darby in that one. Yeah, I, I'm with both of you guys to some extent. I, I sat here and Steve had sent, uh, Steve Reynolds, our color analyst, had sent us all a text a couple days ago with uh, a, a tweet of someone who does similar work to me with breaking down this and, and they had had Springfield on the 16th spot. And I was like, that's really interesting. Well, we and should I, point out Greg too, that and, he's the, he's the district one, you know, points, right. Correct. Points, points yeah, are. He's, he's the big, he's the gentleman in charge of all these points and uh, probably has a lot easier system to do it than I do. However, I, I that shocked me because I had had Springfield sitting at 13. And then as I sat here and now I'm leaning with both of you guys, cause that's such a toss up game. Uh, however, I, my predictions were made the other day. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with what I got here in a second prediction wise. In any event, let's get into where Marple Newtown now sits. Now that we've kind of gone through those key games this week, Marple Newtown can be anywhere between the sixth position and the 10th in the bracket. I believe they're pretty much going to be locked in at the eighth spot. If they win this weekend you know, if Penwood wins this weekend and Rustin all win, they lock down that eighth spot. They're there. One of them loses, they can slide up to seventh. I really think the sixth is reaching uh, at this point, but eighth would, would lock them in at that spot, and that brings in to their opponent right there in the middle, Unionville. As we just mentioned, a very good program in, in Chester County there. And this is a rematch game. Jim, I'll start with you. We saw this a few years ago. Yeah, you know, um, another game where I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, let me defer to Dave because I'm. I, I, I don't know where to stand on this one. Then all circle right, back. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right, Dave. Jim. So, so this is going to be a shootout. I think it's safe to say between both teams. Marble Newtel bounce back. Radner is not 6A, and they're not playing Haverford, who has Blair, who Jim Saul in person, who leads the entire area with over 1,000 yards rushing. That's not in the picture. Both teams want to throw the ball. That plays in the hands of Marple Newtown. you got Paoletti versus Delella. Delella is second in the area in passing. He's about 1,500 yards. Paoletti is a little over 1,000. So you know both coaches are going to try and air this one out and they'll try to get the ball to their playmakers. you got Charlie Box from Marple Newtown, comes in with nine rushing touchdowns, 
on the other side. They have Belleville, six, and then they have Dixon on the outside that I believe had three touchdowns last week. So I think this is going to be an absolute shootout and see who prevails. This is a revenge game for Marple Newtown. You were saying earlier, Greg, Marple Newtown remembers what happened last year. They felt like they were ripped off for multiple reasons last year, and you don't think that's not playing in the back of their mind. You're right, Dave. And and the funny thing about this, there's kind of this weird irony. If Marble Newtown happens to lose to Radnor, the the most likely scenario is they go to nine and Unionville goes to eight, and you flip it, and now you're on the road. So this this game against Radnor becomes all the more important. There are four teams that in that six to ten span that Marple Newtown could play. Like I said, Unionville is the most likely at this point, from what I can tell, barring some upsets here and there. They could play also play Chichester, Upper Dublin, or Penwood. So those are the four programs that you're going to play. There, unless someone else has other math or I'm I'm missing something, I don't. Those are the only four teams you can play at this point. Jim, in that in that scope, outside of Unionville, if you had to pick one of the other three, Chichester, Upper Dublin, or Penwood, who would you go with? To play in that first week? Yeah. I think Chichester, Upper Dublin, and then um, Penwood. I think Penwood would be, definitely be the toughest. Now, to go back, because I, I, I punted a little bit, I do like what Dave said in terms of Marple at Radnor tomorrow from the revenge perspective. And I think Radnor graduated a lot of guys. I'm still unclear as to even through nine weeks of football, I'm unclear as to what we have in this Marple Newtown team. And tomorrow will help fill some of those gaps. I think Dave feels the same way. You know, I didn't prep for this game the same way that Dave did because I'm not calling the game. I haven't looked at a lot of film this week. But like Marple Newtown, I think Radner's very well coached. I like what Tom Ryan's done with this program. Mm-hmm. This is not an easy out. And Tom Ryan has not has has turned Radner into one of these teams that's just not an easy out, just like Coach Kicking's done with Marple Newtown. I mm-hmm. I I think from the revenge perspective, I will give the nod to Marple, but boy, oh boy, I, I, I you know, the last two it's times. It's a playoff game. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. And the last two times we've been there, it's just been, um, it's just been odd games, odd circumstances. <clears throat> so, um, and. You know, the defense is going to need to put up a game like they had last week. I know that, 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 that you look at the. The box score from last week, you think, oh, that defense is pitiful. If they're not. They played they played two really good quarters, and then the first drive, Haverford's first drive of the third quarter, you know, you let up that big touchdown. It's essentially over. But I talked to former assistant coach um, at Marple, who's now an assistant coach at Haverford, Christo Garibalis. He used to be on the Tigers radio network, and he, he, he agreed with me that Marple Newtown played – through two quarters, a really good game. So I do think if they respond that way, it's going to be a lot different. So, Greg, back to you. Right, and and that's the thing here. I think beating Radner is, is a key point because I will say this. 
it's happened before. I, I recall it two years ago. I, I thought things were set in stone and there was no way these certain teams could lose in the final week. And they did. So winning and getting into that seventh spot, and Dave, we've talked about this, getting that seventh spot now moves you to the bottom half of the bracket and you don't necessarily have to face Cheltenham in in the second round. You you might have you have a different team to worry about in the second round at that point and maybe a team that that you align with better. I think the 6th spot is probably would be the best case scenario. It's certainly the longest shot, but stranger things have happened. Some some stuff could be said for if you were to lose, you might want to all go all the way back to 10 at that point too. But no one's going to go out there and actively lose either. So there's just a lot out there. There's a lot of nuances to this too as we mentioned going back to points. There are four or five games out there that aren't even in the league or in the district that will affect some of these positionings, some of these positions at the end of, of all of this, Dave, I do want to get your take on Radner going into it. You're in the booth. As Jim's mentioned, you've prepared for it. Just kind of give me your, your keys for this game and, and what to expect in that booth. I know that booth, uh, talking to Steve Reynolds earlier, he, that's a very entertaining booth to be in from, from our side and from the PA side as well. Uh, it's always, especially when the high-intensity games, games are on the line, everybody's animated, they're all fired up. It's going to be a playoff atmosphere. For Marple Newtown, they just need to be able to take care of the football. Turnovers in this one will be huge, especially because both teams are probably going to be airing it out. Between Marple Newtown's Paoletti, He's got to clean it up. It depends who's going to step up from Marple Newtown. They have to find a target on the outside and try and break free. Charlie Box gets the bulk of the carries, but they're going to need that next player to take that next step and help Paoletti out on offense because they're going to have to try and bottle up arguably one of the best offenses in the area in Radnor come in averaging 344 yards of total offense. That's fourth best in the area. They have a good quarterback, running game, wide out on the outside. They have all the pieces. Now let's see what they can do all together. So turnovers, and I think because there's going to be so many points, who's going to come down to the fourth quarter, who has the ball last? And it's going to come down to who gets that stop or who gets it. Sort of like what happened last year in the playoff game, Radner on a walk-off touchdown. And and Dave, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. That is sort of kind of almost the 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 running storyline every year for Marple Newtown in, in these final games. Radner or Strathaven for a while there, uh, coming down to the final possession. In any event, we've reached kind of the end of our show here. And I do want to do one thing before we go. I'm going to walk through and reveal the predictions of, of the bracket that how I see it unfolding. I have Cheltenham taking on Westchester Henderson one versus 16. I have Marple Newtown winning against Radnor. They will take on Unionville at home eight versus nine Academy park will be hosting Springfield. I have them upsetting upper Derby this week. I have Strathaven hosting Chichester Kennett hosting Radnor Westchester. Rustin has upper Dublin Westchester East will have Oxford and Penwood will have upper Marion. So Kind of going with the chalk here to, to line it out, but I, I do like Marple to play Unionville. I think that's 
probably 80% going to happen at this point. Hey, Greg. So at the, yes, Jim. I will give one plug before your final note, if I may. Absolutely. The, the, for our, for our listeners, the, um, the gentleman on Twitter to follow who does the points for the PIAA district one, he is Kyle Berger and, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Berger KG B E R G E R K G. And he's a good follow because he's, uh, he's very unbiased. I think he's a former reporter. I think he's a teacher. I don't know what he does, but he does this for the for the district one. So uh, he's a good follow. I do want to say one thing about tomorrow. I think it's so interesting. You know, people ask me all the time about what it's like to work in sports, um, because as maybe some of our listeners know, you know, I do some things in collegiately. And Radnor's one of those places when I try to explain to people, you know, I, I, people say, well, what does it like to work in sports? I mean, I don't, I'm not sitting here saying, like, because we work in high school sports, we work in sports, like, you know, like Joe Buck works in sports, right? <laughs> but you, you know, if you, have, if you really want to do this and you want to start, as you guys know, and our listeners may not understand, you have to start somewhere. High school sports is a wonderful avenue. And, when you go to a place like Radnor, it's a good place, good good field, good people, good community. The press box is a very interesting one because it's on the opposite side of the field is where it normally is. It's on the away stands, and you have that different vantage point. Um, and it's one big room. It's one of these press boxes where it's one big room, and we're right all sort of sharing the same space. So... And there's no acrimony in the room. There's no tension. It's fine, but it's one of these. It's one of these places where you can definitely, you know, one one thing about high school sports is that the athletic operation is usually a hometown operation. I mean, I guess that's like that in any any collegiate or, or professional level. But as you get higher up in the ranks, you know, people that that do the athletic operations definitely have more integrity integrity than than ones that you run into at the lower levels of sports. And what I mean by lower levels is just high school or youth sports, right? And so, you know, there's a different, there's an interesting element to that as it pertains to Radnor. And um, and so you, you definitely get some some home cooking there, if you will, um, especially when it comes to the <laughs> clock, especially when it comes to the clock. As I stated last year very emphatically, though, that, you know, the things that happen on the field really are under the control of the of the referee and the crew. So right. it's something to it's something to just sort of keep in mind as we uh, as we go venture to to Radnor Township tomorrow. So thank you, Greg. And, and to, yeah, Jim. And to to that point, Radnor's I believe if I'm correct in this, I'm trying to recall, but Radnor is the first place we ever went on the road to broadcast a game, and they have been one of the most hospitable places we've ever gone to as well. So 100%. like you said, there, there, there's, there's different elements that are sometimes out of the control of a district when the game is, is occurring. And that's really on the officials. Uh, but Radnor has always been a place that's been very unique in terms of being open to us being there. And we greatly appreciate them for that. So with that in mind, tomorrow night, seven o'clock, you can listen to the game live. Dave DePasqua will have the play-by-play along with him. Will be Steve Reynolds live from Radnor on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. We're really hoping for a Marple win. 
And as always, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And this is our second episode, and we're hoping to do more in the future, and we can't do it without our listeners and our sponsors. In this instance, Philly Pretzel Factory is our sponsor. Have a wonderful evening or day if you're listening to it in the morning. I am Greg Pecco. For Jim Allsman and Dave DePasqua, thank you, and have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network, heard exclusively on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Be sure to follow us online at MarpleNewtownFootball.com and on Twitter and Instagram at MN Tigers. The Tigers Radio Network broadcasts, both live and archived, are the exclusive property of the Tigers Radio Network Incorporated and are produced for the private use of our listening audience. No rebroadcast in full or in part is permitted without the express written consent of the Tigers Radio Network Incorporated. The Marble Newtown Football Boosters Club and the Tigers Radio Network appreciate your listenership. Go Tigers!